Welcome back to Link Up Podcast. We're here with Michelle Montgomery's Moment and the COVID Kid. Hello. How are y'all? Hi. <laughs> he looks good. He sounds like shit. A little raspy, you know. It could be uh, appealing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Y'all continue. So what's been going on? Not a whole lot. Um, I went to the grocery store today. I walked to the grocery store. It's about most I've left the apartment. Did some cleaning. Did some dancing. Nice. Did some interneting. Internet. It's been on fire lately. Did you? That view? Is that your phone? Is that from your house? What? Behind me? I don't know. So these are curtains. No, I know. know. <laughs> I know. I'm saying. Remember, you posted. A, you posted that that view of the ocean or something like that. Oh no, I was on the beach. Oh okay. I went to um, I went to Lincoln City for my birthday. Um, spent four days on the coast, and some friends came. Just rented a beach house with a hot tub, and I got you. Yeah, relaxed. Went on a boat tour to try to see some whales. Did you see any? No, no whales um, this time. But we saw some sea lions. Went to the casinos, won a little money. That's cool. Yeah. Did y'all see the whale that almost ate the lady? I did see that. No. The little kayak? Yeah. yeah. Like, I guess it's somewhere you kayak out to, and um, you just wait for whales to like come up out of the water. Uh-huh. And this one whale just opened its mouth up as it was coming out of the water, and it almost ate the lady. What is that Bible person that was in the whale? Moby Dick. No. <laughs> uh, Jonah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, that was scary, huh? I mean, yeah. She's. I think they interviewed her, and she was like, "Yeah, the inside of the whale's mouth is so weird looking." <laughs> My death looks so weird. Yeah. No one, no one of those kind of people. They probably went. She probably went right back out there the next day. Yeah. Gotta live life to the fullest. Whales or no whales. That's right. But not when you have COVID. You have to. No. Yeah, you should stay where you are. You have to quarantine. Have you been like preaching to people? No. No. Any of your friends have the COVIDs? Um, Other than the ones, the ones that you were with before, no, nah, just those four guys. They got it. Or, I mean, Super they, spreader event. Yep. <laughs> but like, I guess some of those guys, like, they went out again. They're going out today or yesterday or or Thursday or something. They were all at, talking on this group message we were on. I'm like, do you mm. think you're going to be paranoid to go out in public now? No, no not really. But like, I'll probably wear my mask more. Actually, I know I'll wear my mask. Well, you should be good for six months now, right? I don't know what the the. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were the, like. What is it called? Immunity or something like that? Yeah. They think it's for six months. That's what I thought I heard. It's kind of like the flu, I guess. No, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's. Obviously, some you don't want to get, but 
you know, you still have to kind of live your life a little bit. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, it's tough. I think it's one of those things where you have to, you can't fear it, but you have to respect it. Yeah. Well, I think at some point you have to let people make their own decisions on what kind of risk they want to take. Yeah. You know? True, because, you know, you can always say, hey, man, be careful when you go or whatever, you know, like, and they, either they listen to you or they're not going to listen to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think people just have COVID fatigue right now, too. You know, people aren't as precautious as they were before because it gets tiring. It's exhausting. Well, it's like they say, like, most people don't wear condoms and AIDS has been around for 30 plus years. And, you know, people now are like, fuck wearing this mask or social distancing and stuff like that. And Especially, I mean, especially if you don't know exactly where you're getting it from. There's no real way to... Way to pinpoint it if you live an active life. Like, if your life isn't so active, you can probably be like, okay, I went here and possibly got it here. But, I mean, if you're bebopping all over town, you know. Mm-hmm. True. So. Well, <clears throat> I know um, here we, I mean, we have obviously a mask mandate and everyone is pretty, pretty compliant. I know that they've, the, they've said that most of the cases that have, um, happened recently is like, you know, just like family and friend events, people hanging out and not wearing their mask because they, you know, they're friends or they just feel comfortable. Um, and then at, at bars too, because while you have to wear your mask when you're on your feet, as long as you're sitting down, you can wear your mask. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's strange because you don't have to wear your mask even if the waitress comes or waiter comes to your table. Yeah. It's very strange. It's- yeah. Because like it's uh, the same thing here. Like you walk through and you have to wear it, but as soon as you sit down, you can take it off. Mm-hmm. And then when you're sitting down, you're eating and you're talking and laughing, and it seems like that'd be more ways to spread it than standing. Yeah, yeah. Our governor just put um, like a two week pause on some some major counties where the cases are um, increasing pretty quick, quickly. But it's strange because it's like. Um, it's kind of vague and it's like 50 people in one restaurant space. So that means that would include, that would include, um, patrons like staff and, and stuff like that. Um, but most places in Portland, you I mean, barely fit pe- 50 people in there anyways, cause they're all small spots. Yeah. Um, but it's only for two weeks, which I don't quite understand that. I mean, she also, you know, no, no, um, social gatherings of more than like six people, but it's like, what's the two weeks going to do? Because, because there's such a delay in receiving symptoms or not, but just being able to like test positive mm-hmm. for it. It's like, it's just going to continue to be a trickle. I yeah. would, I would assume. Um, but I know she, she sounded pretty, um, you could tell she was really resistant to do it at all. Cause she was pretty much saying like Congress can't get their shit together. And so there's no, there's no funding. Like there's no money to give to anybody. Mm-hmm. So we can't shut everything down and put people out of business with no funding, yeah. with no money to give them. No stimulus. Yeah. It's a, I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in the position to have to deal with this. No. To make those decisions, gotta be so hard, stressful. 
Because like I said, you're going to piss somebody off and somebody's going to die under your watch. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, I saw something. It was like these people were outside this lady's house and this guy was walking his dog and he lives in the neighborhood with the person of whoever they are, some person of power. And he's like, you can do that in front of her office or something, but don't do that in front of her house. Like, let this lady live. Don't you think her job is stressful enough that you're going to go to her home and put her through this? He's like, you could protest all you want, but just don't do it in front of her house. At least let them have that time to themselves. You know? Well, I don't know if they do this in, in every city, but in Portland, like our our mayor, uh, Ted Wheeler, he, he just got reelected, um, but he's not a fan and favorite. They actually they give the mayor um, they have like obviously their normal home with their, you know, spouses and kids if they have any, but they also like pretty much like sub rent out a condo for them, like in the inner city mm-hmm. for privacy purposes. And um, just so that they can be, you know, readily available in case they live out in the burbs or something. Um, but it didn't really work out for our mayor because when the protests were, you know, hopping, they protesters went to his apartment building and like sort of thrown fireworks in the lobby. <laughs> Damn. And it's like oh, other people fucking live there. Yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, I get it. You don't, you don't like Ted Wheeler, but putting other people's lives at risk and his life, like he doesn't deserve to die. Yeah. You know, not that a firework's going to make any, make him die, but it's just the fact that like you did, you could have started a fire in this apartment building and you could have, harmed or jeopardized the lives of however many people live there. Yeah. So he ended up moving out of that apartment building to pretty much say like, I need to keep these people safe. So I'm going to leave. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I don't, I don't envy anybody in that position of power right now. Well, did y'all see that uh, great Britain is going for a 30 day shutdown? Mm-mm, 30 days. Are they, are they giving their people money? I don't know. I, Clicked on the article to open it, but it wouldn't open. But then I saw it somewhere else, uh, and I tried to open it there, too, but it wouldn't open. But, um, yeah, it's there November, I think, Monday or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There, it's, it's going into effect. Wow, 30 days. That's a long time. I mean, like a complete shutdown of everything, except for maybe like the grocery store. Well, yeah, I mean, the grocery store will be open. You will go to the grocery store. But, like, they're going back, like, where it was, I think, in, like, um, mm. March or something like that, or April. Yeah. Dang. Crazy. Before the holidays. Yeah, like Thanksgiving. They'll be at home. Locked down. Just Isn't it Boris years. Johnson? Isn't that his name? Oh, yeah. That is this guy's name. Oh. Yeah. Just you and Raul for Thanksgiving this year? No, I won't be here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What are you going to do, Raul? I'm going to Brad's house. <laughs> no, you probably won't get invited because I'm not there. Of course I get invited to Brad's house. You're my house. plus one. No. Yeah. You think Brad would just choose to hang out with you without me? He's going to invite me to Thanksgiving. <laughs> People Why like me more would? than they like you, man. It's not a popularity contest. It is. Why don't you think he would? 
I, I think he he's would. always he tries to fight Brad all the time. He's always bullying Brad. That's our that's our friendship. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's not. All right, Michelle, what's your um what's your first one for today? Okay. It's been my experience that you can nearly always enjoy things if you make up your mind firmly that you will. And that one's for you, Raul, about working out. And that's from uh, Lucy Maud Montgomery. She is a Canadian author that wrote uh, Anne of Green Gables. Oh, my mom loved that movie. And is there, there are books, right? Yeah, it's a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was it again? It's been my experience that you can nearly always enjoy things if you make up your mind firmly that you will. Oh, yeah, true. Because, you know, the only reason I enjoy dieting and shit like that is because of the results you get. So that's kind of like. Yeah, a, or if you just say, like, don't go into working out being like, God, I don't want to work out. I'm looking, I'm excited to work out today. That's right. Sometimes yeah. it just feels like that. What did you call it? Shirtless summer? It's the summer of sh- no shirts. <laughs> That's right. You just think about that every time before you work out. Well, now he's doing this my diesel physique. Yeah. How long have you been doing it so far? Uh, it's been a week. Tomorrow will be a week already. Yeah. How's your meal plan stuff? I haven't done any of it. Um, everything was like cook. You have to cook meals, and I didn't have. You know, I couldn't come to the kitchen. Taking <laughs> out of your room. <laughs> so. <laughs> Tony's got you locked up in your. Uh, I was following case. the rules, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, but he really didn't have an appetite during all this thing. Not really. I mean, I was eating like maybe once a day. No, I mean, I, yeah. I did eat once a day. I know that for a fact. You just like forcing yourself to. Well, I like I was like having like cereal and like a sandwich, and that'd be it. And then that that that's for that day. And then it's a lot of cereal past ten days. Just because it's easy to make? Yeah, because I can pour in the bowl, pour the milk, wipe down the bowl. I mean, wipe down the milk, wipe down the cereal. Hand it back outside your door. <laughs> <laughs> no, put it back in the pantry and go into my bedroom. You need a, You just need a mini fridge. See, when this first happened, my friend Alex, she called me. She's like, hey, what do you need? And I was like, well, I think I'm going to need like a mini fridge and a microwave. Because I'm gonna be in you the whole time, and she was like, "Okay, well, that's fine. I can you can get that for you." And I was like, "Yeah." And then she was like, "Okay." And then I was like, and I called her. I was like, "No, no, never mind, never mind, never mind. I'll just use the stuff in the kitchen." Who took care of you during this time? <clears throat> My friend Alex called me a lot. I said, "Took care of you." I didn't say contacted you. Who took care of you? Nick brought me a care basket. It was really, cr- nice. it was really, think- really thoughtful of Nick to do that for me. Was it social media thoughtful or thoughtful, thoughtful? I think it was thoughtful. Though he didn't post it on social media. Oh, I have a screenshot. Oh, did he posted it on social media? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> and he bought me like Walgreens water. What was in it? What was in the care package? Walgreens water case. <laughs> um, Walgreens. Cough medicine, uh, big league chew, one of the gum. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, chapstick, <laughs> and that was it. 
That's very nice. And a card that said, get well soon. <laughs> and the card said, God put us here together to go through difficult things or some. I was like, what the fuck, man? You don't like all that inspirational stuff? Um, not when it comes to somebody like him. Why? It's not, it's not sincere. No, I'm just kidding. It was really thoughtful. He got me, you know, he got me the stuff. And uh, outside of that, um, my brother. Mm, interesting. <laughs> uh, he uh, he checked on me a couple of days. He's like, hey, do you need anything? And Jeremy test Tony. And I was like, he, he, he doesn't want to get tested. Uh, you know why he wanted me to get tested? He wanted me to be positive so he could come out. And not be in his room. That's the only fucking reason why he wanted me to get tested. No, not that he gave a fuck about me at all. That's not true at all. It's not true at all. Because he used to, he was like bitching. He's like, I'm claustrophobic. Come, let me sit out in the living room. I'm like, no, you fucking sit in your fucking room. And he's like, if you had it, you would. Want. I was like, bitch, if I'm not working, I'm generally in my fucking room. Like, it doesn't bother me to sit in my room. And he has the biggest room in the house. And he has a bathroom in his room. So there's no reason for him to cry about his situation. And then Tony's like, it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> it gets the hose again. So it was Nick that took care of you, Alex, and your brother. That's it, right? Am I forgetting anybody? Okay. Yeah, your roommate. What did Tony do for you? I'm sure he did a lot. The ghost. The Oh, the ghost. The ghost. <laughs> The ghost brought me some stuff. Tony uh, went to the store for me on the first day or our second day or something like that. Got me like frozen food. And um, then. Cough drops. Cough drops. And also. um, I can't remember what else. But then he also got me. Then he got me some more food. And. um I made his pizza for him one day because he wanted a pizza. Nice. Yeah, I ate it yesterday. No, not that pizza. Remember that little... Oh, the little frozen cuisine? pizza? The little link cuisine? Um, he picked Maybe up my groceries for me. Oh, yeah. I forgot I did that. You're the two best friends that anyone could have. I did a lot of stuff. I never said you did it. You just did. I was kidding. And I also did say when I was dying, I said... Thank you, Tony. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Oh god! But you, you didn't lose your appetite or anything, right? Um, I did. I'm not appetite. I'm sorry. Like, um, oh, taste and smell. smell. Taste. No, yeah. I didn't lose that. Yeah, man, that would be the best diet. Yeah, like the best crash diet is to not have an appetite and not be able to taste anything. Yeah, like, hey, just get me some fucking celery, or yeah, you know, that's it. I'll take the cauliflower. Yeah. Plain. <laughs> With nothing on it. Just boil it. Um, my friend Patricia, she called me a couple of times, but, you know, everybody asked if they would meet me, bring me some, like, not everybody, but like, they asked me a lot. Do you mean me bring you stuff? Do you mean me bring you stuff? I'm like, no, I'm good. If I need something, I'm going to ask Tony to get it for me. And, um, but my friend Alex, she did go get me. What did, what day did she come over here? Oh, I don't remember. She dropped off of like some like um, diet spray and shit like that that I asked her for. Last Friday, 
So this is this is day what of you having it or this, no, being testing positive. Uh, this is so th- so. Let's see. Thursday was day ten. Yesterday was day eleven. Today's day. Today's day twelve. So usually they say it takes between two to fourteen days to clear your get out of your system. And um, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to test negative on Thursday." You know, I was, I was gonna, actually going to call my boss and ask him, "You sure you when we go get tested? Because it's going to be a waste, and then and then I'm going to miss another week because I already know how the HR really is probably going to do it." You know? Yeah. And um, I mean, the test came back negative, and I was really happy. I couldn't really talk. I was like, "I'm negative." <laughs> But um, that's good though. Yeah, hopefully they have like a um, vaccine or something because I'm gonna get it. You are not 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 just because I was stuck in my room for the ten days. You know, the first four first couple of days was kind of hard because I've never done that something like that before. You know. Yeah. But like, then it got a little easier. But um. Did you just say because like you just don't want to want to go through that experience again? Yeah, I don't want to deal with it again. And like feel that bad. Yeah, because I you never know. Next time I if I if I ever get it again, yeah, I could have it. Well. I could have it worse, right? Yeah, or maybe I could yeah. maybe if they, or it could be the other way. It could be like a simple as shit. Do you think that if if you wouldn't have went through this path of like losing a bunch of weight and stuff, do you think that your symptoms would have been worse? I think so. Because, um, you know, I don't know. We have this one friend that he's a big dude and he's like the abnormally, I guess nothing ever happens to him. And he's like, he's really big and he had COVID. And the only thing he had the whole time he had COVID was he couldn't smell. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. Strange. And I had another friend that had it, and he said the same thing. He's like, man, I just couldn't really smell. That was about it. Crazy. Yeah. Speaking of friends, I have a quote about friends. I got friends in low, low places. places. Is that Brooks? Yep. And the bee, your chase is my blues away. Songbird. <laughs> And I'll be okay. Because okay, I got <laughs> friends in love. Okay. Friendship arises out of the mere companionship when two or more of the companions discover that they have in common some insider interest or even taste, which <clears throat> the others do not share, and which till that moment each believed to be his own unique treasure or burden. The typical expression of opening friendship would be something like, what, you two? I thought I was the only one. That's by C.S. Lewis. Say that again. C.S. Lewis. No, I mean the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The whole quote. Friendship arises out of a mere companionship when two or more of the companions discover that they have in common some insider interest or even a taste which the others do not share and which till this moment each believed to be his own unique treasure or burden. The typical expression of opening friendship would be something like, what, you two? I thought I was the only one. Mm. And that's C.S. Lewis. He was a British writer. He was a um, literary professor at um, Oxford University and Cambridge. Yeah, like that was kind of brought up today when we were talking to Nathan and Daniel. Like um, Nathan was talking about how like 
when he had some issues with PTSD and how when he would start talking to other people that served in the service also, that they were going through the same thing that he went through. And it was kind of like, oh, shit, there's other people out there that have the same kind of issues that I do. And it kind of brought them together as like a bonding thing. So, yeah, like having a common, something in common with people does bring people together as far as like friendships. And it makes it easier to be friends with people when you're like-minded to a certain degree. What do you think that you and Raul have in common? We're just old now. Nothing. Okay, but you weren't old when you met, and you're still not old now. You're older, wiser. One of us is wiser. Me. (laughs) Just because you're gray doesn't mean you're wise. You got that gray. And he's younger than me. (laughs) That's the thing. How many many years apart are you guys? A year apart? Six months. How old are each of you? He's 40. I'm 41, and he's 40. He's he, his birthday is January. I mean uh July first. <laughs> and my birthday is January second, so it's pretty much six months. I'm still saying it's a year. That's seventy nine eighty is a year. I'm just saying. Yes, in in like on a calendar, but if you look at the how how ahead of you, you're only six months older. You're not making a case for me saying you look older than me. I'm not I don't look older than you. <laughs> my my birthday was on Monday and I turned 35 and I am wiser and I look younger than both of you. That is true you do. <laughs> oh god. I have no gray, he's full of gray. That's hey, just genetics. Thank you. Don't be on his side. Okay. Okay, but you didn't answer my question. Oh. What do you what do you guys Let him start common? out. Let's see if he can actually say something decent for once. What do you what common interests do you do you share? Um we like some of the same kind of comedy stuff. Like okay. um we like some of the same we have a we, we share we share a lot of core values. Uh and That's I would important. think and I would think like one of those would be like caring for people, um, making sure people are good. I think that's that's good. It's important. I would say we're more opposite than I like. At to be honest with you. Well, there's a song about that, you know. Opposites attract. You know, it ain't fiction. It's a natural fact. Like, I'm clean. He's dirty. Um, <laughs> he's loud. Do you mean domestically? I'm quiet. Domestically clean? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, how you can Oh, like, not like hygiene space. and stuff. He doesn't stink. But, yeah, I think we're, I think, I don't know. I really honestly don't know how him and I became so close. I remember when the first times we hung out, we went to Eubank's house. I, w- I went to hang out at Eubank, and Abby was there, and then Raul was over there. Then we went to El Mezcal. No, no. What's that place? El, El Porton. Porton. We went to El Porton. We ate there. And then, I don't know, because he was working. 
When yeah. was that when Chris lived in the house on um on Highland? Hi- on Highland? Yeah. So it's probably like around like two thousand six, I would say. Honestly, I don't know. I don't I don't we don't really have a lot of common interest. Cause like even the well, comedy thing, I don't know. Like he there. likes a lot of shit I don't like. But as far as like helping people, I mean I don't know. I really don't know, to be honest with you. Maybe you're questioning my uh, reason to be still be friends with him. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. That's not my intent. I'm reevaluating why I'm friends with him I, re- I retract my statement. Retract my <laughs> There's the door. There's the door. You would leave, not me. Why would I have to leave? I have to master the bedroom. This is all mine. Do you have a receipt? Do you have a, do you have a receipt for everything? Receipt. I, I'm sure I could pull them up. I have most There's of the stuff. There's obviously something there. There's obviously something there. That Honestly, I, I really can't think of like one thing like that we have just in common that's like a bond. I don't know. You got me on that one. Well, you keep thinking about it. Maybe it will come to you. We can come. Back. I mean, okay, let me ask you a question. Like, what is your, like you and Marcy, what, what it makes you and Marcy close? So me and Marcy, we, we definitely are opposites. Um, we, we share a love of, of music, Mm -hmm. um, for sure. I think we share the core values. Are you taking a photo right now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look how creepy. (laughs) Make me look good. No, it's not Um, working. (laughs) Um, I'll try to do it. We definitely share, um, the same core values. I think, um, one thing Marcy and I bond on, I think we've, um, share the same struggles as far as like um, scenarios we've had with our parents um, throughout the years. Um, m- music definitely has been a big part of our friendship um, and just a general respect for one another. Um, we both can hear each other out and just listen when we know that the other person needs us to listen and not say anything. Yeah. Um, just, you just need someone t- to be there. And I think me and Marcy do that with each other. And, you know, like most recently, I think we both had our, have had our, um, our trying moments in 2020. Um, so our communication has been few and far between actually. Um, but when we do pick up the phone and talk to one another, it's very, um, picks right back up where we left off and we will always be very best friends no matter what. I mean, I, Marcy and I first met when we were in sixth grade, we had our homeroom class together. Oh, have you known her that and, long? Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. We just instantaneously, instantaneously became best friends and we remained close friends, even though like she had moved to Florida for a while. Um, and then, she came back and before she came around, like when you guys met her and then we moved into the Midtown house, she was in a relation, a long-term relationship before that. Um, yeah, she's my person. How's she doing? But I mean, just like, just like the two of you, like we get on each other's nerves and we, each, we, both of us do shit that we're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, when we lived together, we didn't always get along. We bickered a lot. Deegan hated her. He used to shit in her bedroom. Ugh. It was the only room in the house that he would shit in. <laughs> it was her bedroom. 
<laughs> Did she live with you when you live with Eubank? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because okay. it was it was me and her that got that house, and then our friend Keith moved in, and then um, he moved out, and then Ariel moved in, or maybe I can't remember if Ariel moved in before. Yeah, Ariel moved in before Chris and Armand, and then Chris and Armand moved in, and then uh, we also had Dyer there for a little bit, sleeping on our couch when he first moved to Memphis. Yeah, and that was a party house for sure. When did you guys live in those apartments? Like off On, of like off you, Madison? Yeah. Cause didn't all y'all live in the same? Like there's like a group of y'all like friends or some shit? No. <clears throat> Marcy lived in the Gilmore. Um, but I never lived there. No, I, didn't y'all live like off of like you talking about over there, by, over there by SEO, Southern College Optometry? No, no, not that one. It was like Oh, you're, that that was um, uh, Chris and uh, Armand and Dyer lived there at that apartment by the optometry college. No, no, I remember <laughs> that one. But there was another place like it was like by like it was off McLean and Poplar. So Marcy lived there at the Gilmore right above the Italian Finos. Yeah, Marcy lived there. I no, it there. wasn't those. The one I'm talking about was like off McLean and Poplar. I'm trying to think of McLean and Poplar. Um, it was like the opposite of Madison, like the other side of Madison where she lived. Because I remember like going in there some one time, and I I swear I thought you lived over there too. Maybe you didn't. Mm-hmm. I can't think of who lived over there. Because I remember where Eubank lived in those. Um, Apartments by the optometry place. So I remember one day I was walking to go hang out with him. I was walking to his house. And I hear these people yelling. And I was like, what are these people yelling at? And then I see him upstairs yelling at the people. Motherfucker threw a can of SpaghettiOs at their fucking car or something like that. Chris did? Yeah, he's a, he's a wild man. Hoodlums. Yep. I can't think of who lived over there. You're not thinking about Abby's house. No, I'll have to take a picture of the building next time I drive by it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. What's the next one? Are you rushing us along? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have nothing in common. We've we've come to that just, conclusion. Yeah, just, <laughs> that, I, that's really sad. I'm sorry for you guys. <laughs> I really can't think of anything that him and I really... We like memes. Does that count? Yeah, sure. Same sense of humor is important. Big Very butts. Important. Oh, yeah. Big, big butts. butts. Big butts. And you cannot lie. Yeah. Big butts. Big breast. <laughs> breast. Okay, let's keep it going. Keep it moving. Um, okay. <clears throat> you're wonderfully human. Even happy people get sad sometimes. When you're on the When you're on the path of training your brain to be more positive, it can be Easy to feel like you failed when you reached a rough patch. There is no failure on on this journey. Happy people cry, grieve, and get stressed out too. Even the strongest of us fall down. The difference is that if we get if we get up and try again, we won't lose sight of the fact that there will be joy waiting around the next corner for us if we choose it. And that's a soul vibe um, daily quote. 
So it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Right. You can, you can be, you can be sad and still be a happy person. Yeah. Happy doesn't mean that you have to be cheerful all the time. Well, it's like they say, if you're never going to know true happiness until you have a low. So you have to have highs and lows. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, it's not like, not like depression lows though, but it's just a, you know, some days are just not the best days. But it's like, I guess it just depends on how you deal with it too, though. Well, I think that's the key, right? I mean, you get to choose, um, you know, just like the first, the first quote that I read or one of the first quotes it's been my experience that you can nearly always enjoy anything. If you make it, make up your mind that you, firmly that you will same yeah. thing goes for being happy. You can be happy if you decide that you are, um, or like, you know, looking for happiness right where you are, not where you think you should be. So you live in a in a town that, um, or not a town, but a state that just recently allowed a lot of drugs to be legal, right? Yeah, I'm fucked up right now. And, <laughs> and <I'm> kidding. <laughs> so we were talking about that kind of earlier today about like how, you know, mushrooms are very good for helping people with PTSD and depression and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I wonder now, like, will we see a lot of people that have these kind of issues are able to go out and get something that's not going to put them in a zonk state, like a, a pill would. And would that help them also besides just the, cause you know, obviously I think it's a little bit more than just saying, Oh, I just want to be happy. You know, like some people just actually do have that mental block where they can't be happy because, you know, there's something chemically or, wrong. Yeah, or chemical imbalance. Yeah. So I'm wondering if we're going to see that in your area. Now, will there be more people that can seek that kind of help on top of thinking positive? I hope so. I mean, I think that legalizing psilocybin is huge. Um, I think there's been a lot of studies that are showing that it there's there's good effects that it has for people um, to relieve opiate addiction, mm -hmm. um, any kind of mental illness when it when you microdose it. Um, so I think this is I think this is a is a big big win um, for for the state of Oregon. Um, you know, separately, we also decriminalize small amounts of any kind of drug. Mm. Um, and I haven't, I haven't done enough digging to know, like, if they've set a, a like, what's a small amount? Yeah. You know, you could say personal use, but one person's personal use is going to be, you know, smaller or larger than the next person's because everyone's tolerance is different. Um. But I do know that the measure said, you know, is is stated as such that if someone's caught with a small amount of, say, crack, um, they're not put into the prison system. Um, instead, they are either they can pay a hundred dollar fee, or they can go into a rehabilitation program. Yeah, which I think is great um, because prison doesn't offer you rehabilitation. Mm. Um, Seems to make people worse. Absolutely. Especially show? if you're in it for something that's not a violent crime. Right. Um, so I think that that could be a good win. 
my question would be, and not that I think that there needs that there needs to be repercussions for multiple offenders, if you will. But if you, is it, is it just that every time you're caught with a small amount of, of a narcotic that you just, you just, again, do you want to pay the hundred dollars? Do you want to go into a rehab facility? Um, is there like a, you know, three strikes you're out rule? Not that I think that there should be it just, I don't, I don't know if the measure states that I haven't been able to find that yet. Um, to add on top of that, I think where this could get really tricky is that, um, you know how states shuffle around homeless people, mm-hmm. um, the states will give homeless people bus tickets, like anywhere, any other state you want. And it's like this thing that states do and they just shuffle homeless people around. I don't know how it works. Um, and I don't know the, the details of it. But I know that it happens. And I apparently our governor recently like took in a bunch of homeless people or allowed some homeless people from one state to come here. I think it was I want to say it was um, Arkansas and Louisiana or Texas. Um, you know, I think I've told you guys before, Portland's pretty prominent homeless um homeless friendly, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's, it's grown over COVID just from people losing their homes. Um, but I think too, from having our governor allow other States to send their homeless people here, cause we want to be open arms and welcoming, which is great. Um, but my fear would be is that you have these homeless people now that are, you know, they're, they're drug addicts. A lot of them are. And now that there's this state where it's like, Oh shit, we can get away with it. Let's go there. Yeah. Um, there's not going to be any repercussions. I think at some point there might have to be some kind of repercussions. Um, and not that I think that there's going to be people that live here in Oregon that are like, well, I guess I better start doing crack now. Cause it's legal. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I just see the potential for people to migrate here because of the lax law. And I don't think that's going to like, and you know, bring crime or anything. I just worry about the state of the city and how is it going to thrive when you just have homeless communities everywhere? Cause it pushes people out. Unfortunately. What was the, what, isn't there some country that let everything be legal? Uh, I mean, Amsterdam is like Amsterdam, a, but they let everything like any kind of, yeah, drug. you can go like in a shop and do yeah, it. I think so. Mm. There, well, you're right. There are some countries where I think if you, but in order to like to do heroin, you have to go to a facility, a facility where they yeah. safely, they safely administer. administer yeah. Yeah. Were you about to say the night of that show? Yeah. I think that was the name of it. Yeah. That was a good show. But yeah, that guy, he went to prison for they accuse him of killing a girl that he went on to date with or something. I think that's how it went down. And then he ended up having to like smuggle drugs in for people in prison. And then he got addicted to like meth while he was in prison. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it just shows you how like you can go in for something you didn't possibly do or for a lesser crime and to fit into the system without getting beat up or whatever. And yeah. you end up having some problems, not only probably like some type of drug addiction, but also some mental issues from being locked up and shit. Yeah. I mean, well, and then the prison system doesn't have the right resources to offer the 
you know, psychological support that some of those inmates need. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you wonder if like, do we need to bring back mental homes? I know people think that those are inhumane, but I mean, there are people that have severe mental illness and aren't getting the treatment that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer. Like I said, I mean, there's just so much shit that's needs to be revisited on what's the proper way to do it now with, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. That's why I'll never run for office. Hey, never say never. You might. Mm-mm. No. Alderman Tony. <laughs> uh, might. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, but yeah, I think if they could help people with maybe this, some drugs are the answer, you know? I mean, I definitely, I think, um, especially with any kind of psychedelics, there is an element there that allows you to do some soul searching. And that's what helps people, you know, to go beyond your, your conscious and your subconscious. Well, I was listening to, I've been listening to Mike Tyson's podcast a lot here lately, and he's really big on the toad. And he was saying in one of the episodes, like, he had just done it and it really stripped his ego and made him um, want to apologize to anybody that he ever had done wrong. And he was saying how like he, he will never be able to live up to like what people think of him. Like people now, you know, they have these ideas of him in the eighties and he was mm-hmm. the larger than life figure. And he's like, man, I hate myself, you know? And he's like, you know, he did that and like that just really just stripped him down naked pretty much, you know, to a raw form. And so I think some people might need that because some people have these issues where, you know, they're doing people wrong and, you know, they might be a bad seed, but you got to get down to the core reason why they are a bad seed. And maybe this medicine, if you want to call it that, is the answer. Cause like I told you when I did DMT, you know, it makes you, I don't know. It just, it opens your mind to a lot of shit. And it's just like, if something that is an outside force can do that for me, then I don't have all these kind of demons that somebody else has. I imagine if somebody that has those demons and they can get to that, like what kind of, you know, therapy. Yeah. How could it help them out in the long run? Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. I know. Um, what's happening? It's like a daddy long neck or something like a daddy long neck. I mean, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> the fuck, man, a, a daddy long leg. <laughs> oh, God, a daddy long neck. No, I think it was one of those like mosquito eaters, whatever they call them. Yeah. Hang on a second. Use the ladies room. All right. He's, You're such a bitch. I need a chair. Your butt <laughs> No, my back. Welcome. You Welcome to the Rara. Welcome. Yeah, I don't know what he did with Welcome it. Welcome to the Rara show. Welcome to the Rara show. The bug is dead. Are you scared of spiders? Anything. This thing was flying. 
It was like flying in the air by the light. But if it's just a mosquito eater, it can't hurt you. Well, I don't know what it is. Mosquito eater. Now I do. Um, when I was on the coast with my friends, we got on the topic of dreams. And one of my friend Tasha, um, not Tasha, Tasha. She was saying that she recently has been having a lot of dreams about like a big spider in the corner of the room. And it's just like been recently and it's like, she just, it's like a continuous dream. So I looked it up and apparently it means like a um, lack of control. And I guess there's other people that have had the same dream since COVID and it's just like not being in control and having this thing hover you that you like can't really get away from, Um, but it's not touching you yet but you can't get away from it. It's like this inevitable thing. Like eventually this big spider is going to get on me, but right now I'm okay. Which I thought was pretty interesting. This is all from being in quarantine. Well, she just said that she's been having the dream recently. And so when I looked it up, it, what I read is that there's other people since COVID that have been having the same dream, like on this dream blog thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dreams are weird. I haven't really dreamt much the past couple of days, past like 14, 15 days. It's like. Do you normally dream? I think so, yeah. It's like, where do you go when you're dreaming? You're in the rim. But I'm saying, like, yeah. why do we need sleep? To, you know? <laughs> to rejuvenate your body. But I'm saying, like, what's the reason that we need it, though? Because, like. Because you can't. I think, yeah, I guess your your body goes is going to go into. Are you saying? Quote. I love this is just trajectory is going great because I have a quote about this kind of. Because I just think that it's like there's a lot of stuff that our body does automatically that we don't have to think about. That you don't have to think about. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's why like, is this one thing that we need to like shut down for a little bit to like reset us pretty much? Are you saying that you believe that if you weren't trained into the eight to 10 hours a day. No, I, I mean, obviously our body needs sleep, but I'm saying, why does it need sleep? True. <clears throat> Google that. Look it up, Jamie. But I don't know. Cause I well, mean, he's look while he's looking that up. I'll read this. All right. You've probably heard the saying life is a marathon, not a sprint. That's some kind of bullshit actually. Life is absolutely a series of sprints, and you better be ready for them. How do you get ready? Train and recover. That's right. As humans, we were made to sprint beyond our preconceived limits, get stronger, experience brief pain, rest, recover, grow stronger mentally and physically. There's no pill for it. You are just that awesome and capable. And that's some. That's a daily soul advice from Soul Vibe. So basically, we're like hit training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important, you know, why you don't want to, you know, I think that a lot of people have experienced burnout this year, just not even, not even because of physical, but mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a little way a lot of people have combated that mental burnout has been by getting more physical and more active. I mean, I can only speak for myself. I mean, I've been working out a lot. It's the only thing that's like keeping me fucking sane. Yeah. And it, puts me around people, you know, like 
while it's like socially distanced yoga mats and stuff and socially distanced spin bikes. I'm st- and I'm not really talking to anybody, but having that community has been great. But having that physical exertion has helped with the mental aspect. Um, and I think that, you know, you, you can push beyond your comfort zone. I think that's what a lot of our life is where it's like a fucking rat race sometimes, but it's not, doesn't have to always be a negative rat race. It mm. can be positive. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do think that, you know, there are a lot of people that have like some type of like work fatigue now and, you know, they have anxiety from not being able to do shit like they used to be able to do. But some yeah. of the shit that you're not able to do, it's like, did you really have to do it every weekend? But, you know, you're talking about from like a 40 year old man perspective. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You True. know, it's different when you're in your 20s, 20s and stuff yeah. like that. Like, because I remember we used to go out like three or four nights a week. You know, five, six, seven. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> once you start getting older, it's like you don't think about nearly as much but when you're younger and you ha- you crave that social interaction yeah it's different so well i mean maybe it'll be a good thing though i mean i think i think especially like, in areas where the social interaction is limited to the bar yeah you know i mean maybe that'll be a good thing for young adults it's maybe it's forcing them to be social outside so they're being more active i don't know yeah, I think it's one of those things where we as people, we generally adapt to our surroundings. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I mean, there used to be a time when most of us didn't know anything about cell phones. And now they're a part of our life. You know, so like if things go away, you might become more, you know, close knit socially than wide socially. Like, you know, being around a bunch of people in a room that probably generally don't give a fuck about you. You don't give a fuck about them, you know, but you, you're just in that bar setting or club setting because that's the thing to do. But yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of this stuff is it's easier saying it when you're not in that mindset, you know, true. I got it. Well, easier, easier to say like, what are you missing out on? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just, I even think about like, the amount of like money that people are saving by not going to the bar all the time and using that money elsewhere, whether it's paying off debt or spending it on a trip or doing just something, buying something for yourself that you haven't been able to, you say you haven't been able to afford, but meanwhile you have been able to afford it. You've just been spending it on socializing with your friends at the bar. Yeah. I saw this chick, she posted something. She's like, yeah, I think she lived like Tallahassee or something like that. I can't remember, but she's like, yeah, I'm going to start going on trips, guys. Like, if you're going to come here and you want to hang out with me, let's go actually do something. I don't want to do the same shit every single weekend. And, you know, if you're saying you don't have the money to do it, we'll stop getting bottle service and, you know, all this other shit and kind of slowly pay for something, you know, yeah. slowly save up your money to be able to do something. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I wish I would have done more in my 20s was travel more. But you know, it's Well, the 20 the 20s too are hard because 
while you are spending your money frivolously on the bar or whatever, or not everybody, but I would say probably the majority of the people that we grew up with, that's yeah. what we were doing. You also don't have a job that afford that that you make a lot of money. So like most people spend their twenties just trying to like stay afloat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so it's hard. I think thirties and forties, that's probably the actual prime of adulthood. Maybe we just think that way because we're there now. Yeah. But I think it's true. Because I don't remember I don't remember flights and packages and all that kind of stuff being as cheap as it is now when we were twenty. Well, the internet's more readily available now, like Right. Yeah. It's easier to to find that you have all these places that you know, kayak and oh, yeah, places true. that do deals. So everyone's, you know, it's it's kind of supply and demand as well. Okay. I got a couple I got a couple of uh Things to read here. A couple more things to read. Um, If we are to put an end to division, people from all political persuasions will have to stop fighting one another and to seek true unity, not just a consensus that benefits one party. Um, That's from Ben Carson. He's a Republican politician. He's a black man. Um, he currently, I mean, he did, he did run as one of the Republican candidates in 2016 and currently he sits on, um, the, he is like the 17th U S. Oh, he's a sleepy uh, guy. He's a doctor, what? right? Yeah. The I'm, what? Ben, I'm Ben Carson. Oh, the hands, <laughs> the surgeon. Oh. Yeah. He is the, he's the U S secretary of, um, housing and urban development. Mm. He said what now? If you are to put an end to division, people from all political persuasions will have to stop fighting one another and seek true unity, not just a consensus that benefits one party. That's true. I think that's pretty big right now. And I would say, like, you know, with Joe Biden's speech today and his statement yesterday, even before it was known if he was going to be president or not, he said, you know, I'm here Mm -hmm to be a president for everybody, mm-hmm. not just the people that voted for me. Um, while he's a Democrat, he wants to serve all people. Yeah. Um, I do think that it would be great for our political system and our democracy to get rid of political parties. I think it would be huge. I think it would be a really good win for us and allow people to choose a candidate not based on red or blue or RD or libertarian or progressive or green party or independent, but just here are, let's say five candidates running for president this year. Mm -hmm. And here are each of their policies and moral values. Who do you like the best out of those five pick? Do it like they do in sports. They have like a, team from this side this side you know all different teams east west north south or whatever and you have like a the last two decide who is the the main person mm-hmm. but it's kind of like they're on the same they all have the same agenda is you know to to win instead of the way it is now in the political system where it's just like well i only want to serve my people that are on my team yeah, you know, I think you have to. We well, have to decrease the dissonance and like increase the discern. 
So stop, stop arguing with people and people stop arguing with one another and start recognizing each other and work as, as a unit. I mean, there's, there's no way that we're going to continue to thrive as a country if we keep us, us against them. Yeah. It's like they say, we're the U S but it's always separated. Mm-hmm. It's not the United States. It's by design though. It's been by design. Yeah, I agree with that quote though. We there needs to be of uh going down the aisle and working on both sides instead yeah. of just working for your people. Because yeah. that's that just makes other people that are not in power, their part their party not in power feel neglected. And yeah. that's when you have this whole hatred for the other side. You know, cuz it's like I feel I feel like I'm my voice is not being heard because my guy's not in there or my woman's not in there. You know, you know, there was, um, let me find this really quick. There's this guy on Instagram. He's a, he's a local Portland photographer. He does a lot of, um, you may have seen some of the things I've posted. He does drone photography. And one of the big images that he did that got really popular was all the protesters lying on the Burnside bridge. Mm -mm. I don't think I saw this. Uh, they, They laid down, um, I'll send it to you, but they laid down on the Burnside bridge for, you know, however long, um, um, oh, George, George Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. And he, he got some really beautiful shots of that. Um, but he posted something today where, he, <laughs> you know, in, in order to educate myself, I've gone on some Republican platforms just to see what they're saying, um, you know, in light of their, their candidate losing. Um, and let's see. And it was it was on Reddit is what he got it from. So one here, um, it's some of these are funny. I'm so angry. I'm going to get out of bed tomorrow, storm to my car, and go about my day as usual. Yep, just finished up a work day and saw it got called. Thought, well, that sucks. Time to do some schoolwork. I'm about to get to it. I hope the party doesn't continuously melt down for the next four years like the Dems have, unless some legit proof of the election being stolen comes out. I'm ready to move on. It sucks, but we'll make it. I hope that he succeeds because I hope our country succeeds. I guess I should say that I am a conservative who voted for Trump and I really do not want Joe's policies or the loss of our freedoms. I'm very conservative, but I just want our country to succeed because that means that we succeed. Um, A whole bunch of late night comedians just lost their job. SNL had a pretty funny sketch last week that was of a similar thought. What are we going to talk about now? Um, I do think that this result was inevitable bearing a complete miracle. I wish Biden the best of luck. I think the Democrats are entering unknown territory with their party. So divided someone is going to lose in that power struggle. And I think it will be the progressives. Here's to hoping that we can maintain the Senate. My point here is, is that these, this conservative block people are just like, we're just going about the rest of our day. Hope he does well. Now, if Trump won, that would not be the case. I feel like there would be looting and protesting and not just peaceful protesting. Um, Rightfully so in a way. Or is it just that these conservatives are kind of like, well, maybe it's a good thing. 
that this is happening. I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that person because. Well, it's it's multiple people saying these things. Well, well those people because you have people that want to say that the election is a fraud now. Um, you have people that like the Proud Boys and stuff like that that have talked about being a militia, you know. So people want to take the example of, you know, they were boarding up stores and all this other shit, but, like, that's property you're talking about. You have other people that are talking about taking lives from people mm. because their guy For didn't sure. win. So, I mean, on I think there would be angry people on if – on both sides. And it's just so fresh. So we don't even know what the ramifications are going to be of Joe Biden winning. Yeah. Yet. Cause I got a text from my sister. You- my sister texts me and she's like, Hey, be careful. You know, during this time. And I'm like, she said, my nephew had an incident. And I'm like, what do you, what happened? And then she was like, some guys in a truck rolled up on him and were like, Hey, you blacks need to stay in line. And, and, uh, you know, watch yourself. And this is somebody in my family that's happened to. Where? What city is this in? It was in Mississippi. He was, like, delivering wow. some packages or something like that. Where? So, somewhere in Mississippi. I don't know. You don't know where? It's probably mm-hmm. Michelle's house. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, yes. I mean, you have that kind of incidents that are going to be happening, too. You know, that their sure. guy did not win. So, yeah, I mean, for people to be, like, there are some people that are going to be like, okay, my person lost. Let's move on. But there are a lot of people that if it was Joe Biden winning or Donald Trump winning that are going to be so upset by it because they're so in, they're so invested in it yeah, that they're going to well, take it into their own hand. People's political ideologies and values have become religion. Yeah. I mean, you, you saw know. like that kid, what it was in, in the Wenosha that went down and was like, going Wisconsin? to protect yeah he was going to go protect some shit and he ended up mm-hmm. shooting those people you know so i mean i don't know i think that people need a reset on on what they think is important and what they need to take into their own hands you know it's really tough too i mean just when we've talked about this before you know um the social dilemma documentary and it's hard to know right now sometimes like what's fucking real and what's, what's, you know, there's so many deep fakes that come out on the internet and most of them are for comedic, comedic relief. You know, they're funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's people out there that will see something and won't know that it's a deep fake or won't investigate to see if it is. And they're going to take it for fact. Like I'm sure there's going to be some, some, you know, deep fake dub overs done of the speeches tonight, not in a funny way, but, in a, in a bad way and in a negative way. Well, you saw the whole like John King thing with Pornhub and how the Pornhub no. thing came down in CNN. <laughs> and it yeah. looks like he's like swiping away the, the Pornhub, uh, like it was a pop-up and it's, it's perfect how they did it, but it's a fake. Oh yeah. You sent it to me, but it's, oh, fake. it's fake. Yeah, that's fake. I thought that was real. And see, there was a yeah, glitch. Yeah. There's a glitch in the thing where he swiped it off. So even his look of disgust, looks like he's like you fucks why are you looking at porn while i'm doing my fucking uh you know election shit 
I thought that was real. I no. saw that today. I was like, See, that's, <laughs> See, that's the that's the problem though, Raul, is you thought it was real and it wasn't. Yeah. And that's that's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we're gonna the rest of I mean, from here on out, we're gonna everything that we see, we're gonna be questioning is this real or not? And yeah. well, we should be. We should be questioning it. We shouldn't be just looking at something that someone posted and be like, Oh, that must be legit. You know? Yeah. I mean, because even like stuff on that people will post that's anti-Trump. And it's just like, did he really say that? Like, there's a, a quote that people kept passing around that where he was like, you know, you run, you run as a, did he say you run as a Democrat or something? Or I can't remember what the quote is, but whatever it's saying is he's saying that the people are idiots because they voted for him. But it's something that he didn't actually fucking say, you know. Are you taking pictures of us? Now you're being real. Yeah, I'm being creepy and taking photos. I got to find that one, but there's some quote that they said Trump said about like um, voting a certain or running for a certain party. But it wasn't real? No, it's not real because supposedly he said like in the 80s. Find it. Hang on a second. This is it. It says, uh, Donald Trump said I, in 19... 19- I think, I think right, you're, you're talking about um, when he said he would run for, as a Republican because they're stupid or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Donald Trump said in 1998, and he would one day run as a Republican because they're the dumbest group of voters. And like I said, there was a lot of people that believed that to be true. You know, and mm-hmm. it was fake. Well... I feel like that was, was that not on an interview that he did, like a live interview? It doesn't matter. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny because most people's political beliefs are based on fear. and But I can imagine that there's so many people that are Trump followers and how, like, they're scared yeah. right now. Because they think that this means that something bad's going to happen or that their rights are going to be taken away or whatever that may be. I think we have to get away from that on both sides. Like We can't, we shouldn't be fearful and we shouldn't have people that make people scared. We shouldn't have people that are running an office or in office that make people scared. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that um, I think that people need to stop being so divided. I think people need to look at people as as human beings, and it's like the golden rule. It's like treat people like you want to be treated. So don't fucking shit on people because they're not on your team. Like stop the whole team mentality get to a point where you think collectively instead, you know, separately. I mean, how possible do you think that that is? I think it's, I think it's, it's, it can be done. I mean, we see how we come together when something bad happens. Hmm. So if something bad happens and we can join as one, why can't we do it when things are going decent? What are you talking about? Like nine 11. 9-11, the beginning of this whole virus? I don't think this virus has, I don't think we've come together. I think it's only made us be more divided because it's been politicized so much. But I'm saying it when be. it first happened, I think everybody was so afraid 
that people were like helping out their neighbors and and then it got people start getting afraid and that's when the fear starts setting in like with the toilet paper and the you know cleaning supplies and food but just imagine how we would be if everything went away like we lost power and all this other shit you know it's like if people were going to fight over that kind of stuff imagine what they're going to fight over for real resources that's why everybody keeps saying you need to get a gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and those are the same people that would probably end up shooting themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's I'm like not, I'm not gonna get a gun. I'm just gonna go to my friend's house that has a gun. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. I just think that mentality is kind of ridiculous to me. To think that uh, yeah. you're gonna be able to fend yourself off for all these people. Who's to say they don't have multiple guns on them? And yeah. you're in a and you're in a barricaded or locked in situation. Unless you're like stockpiling a shit ton of ammo and weapons, you're eventually mm-hmm. gonna run out. And then what do you have possibly that they're gonna want that bad? Right. In a in a um dystopian environment, what do you have that's gonna be so so of so much value? Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like I said, I think it's sexy to think that you're gonna be John Wayne. But for the most part, most people are going to have that fight or flight mentality. And most people are going to have flight than fight. Yeah. Like I said, it's easy to say you're going to be a badass when something happens. But until that happens to you, you don't fucking know. That's very true. Yeah. And and even if somebody's trying to take your life, even if somebody's trying to take your life, who says you're not going to be afraid or have some type of empathy for that person. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'd be surprised. Maybe maybe people wouldn't go into, you know, rage and crime. Maybe it would make people build, you know, tribes in a good way where it's like everybody, you know, commune lifestyle of like, let's work together and figure out how can we all survive instead of how can just two of us survive. Yeah. Because power in numbers, especially if everything is taken away from us, power in numbers for sure. You want a community around you. And I think maybe people would set aside their differences and be like, we just need to survive. And then, like, because obviously, obviously, neither party did good for us. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's going to take a lot of these older people to die off before we start seeing some real change. The boomers. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, a lot of those people are set in their ways. Well, they've, they've bred a mentality of either I've always voted blue, so I can never vote red or I've always voted red and I can never vote blue. Mm Mm-hmm. And they won't see any other way or they stick to one thing and it's either like, I'm going to vote for this guy because I think he's going to be the guy that's not going to take away my guns. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to vote for this guy because this is going to be the guy that's going to help lower our taxes. And you only see that one thing or you put that 
that policy on one party, which that's not how it should be. I would, I would imagine, and I've heard this on Sam Harris's podcast, he talks about young conservatives, you know, 20, 30 something year old conservatives who are more fiscally conservative, but like they believe in climate change and they want to work on, you know, fixing that and bringing more solar energy and less use of fossil fuels. So like, why can't you, why does it have to be this or that? It shouldn't be based on your party. Yeah. And the people with the whole gun debate, like the government better not take my guns. They're not going to come into everybody's house. Well, my whole thing is search your house for guns. My whole thing with the whole gun thing is like, your gun, like I have guns. I have a couple. Hey, my, my, right here. <laughs> <laughs> my AR is not going to stand up to a fucking fighter jet, a fucking a tank, tank. Uh, yeah. you know, an atomic bomb. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. to that whole thing where people are like thinking we're back in the fucking Paul Revere days and yeah. we're going to fire off our muskets. You know, against other people with muskets. Like, yes, it's it's an even fight then, but not now. Yeah. So stop that whole debate. Like, oh, the government's going to come take my guns. You know, like, it's like, dude, your shit's not going to stand up to their shit. Like, they're Mm -hmm. they're way more powerful than we ever could be. Like, we can't even have our fully automatic weapons. Like, they can't. You have to add stuff to it to make it that way. Yeah. But I mean, theirs are straight up automatic. Mm-hmm. So, well, and they have there's there's things they use. They don't need a gun. They can just take out an entire county. Yeah. You know, no no gun needed. You just fucking air drone that shit down. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, I'm not anti gun at all. But that whole logic that we need our guns to protect us from our government is just kind of. It's kind of ridiculous now. Well, that's just assuming. I think that goes in line with the like a conspiracy theory of like that's assuming that the government is going to turn against you in a radical way. Mm. You know, to think that you know Biden is the next step towards communism, or or um, Bernie Sanders is the next step to communism. To in my opinion, is unfathomable. Yeah. He believes in democratic socialism, which, if, if you think about it, the fire department, the police department, public schools, those are democratic socialistic ideas that work. Yeah. Um, and I think, and again, maybe this is my fantastical viewpoint, but like, assume best intent until proven differently, until <sighs> until someone gives you gives you a reason to not think that they're a good person and that they can do some good. Like, well, that was easier. A- it, maybe it's sorry. Maybe it's easier said than done because yeah. like, you know, my preferred candidate won this election, but like, let him, let him and her, hello, we have the first female vice president of the United States. And you cannot tell me that, that is not fucking incredible. Yeah. No matter if you voted for them or not, any woman that does not feel empowered and feel fucking good about that, then I worry about your validation as a as a 
as a female. Maybe they're like in- internally excited. They don't want to show it though. Well, I think it's one of those things where, you know, like when Trump was first elected, everybody's like, give him a chance, you know, just give him a chance, like let him do his thing. And then like, so it's they, the same people that were saying that about Trump need to take that same advice for Biden. Correct. You know. Correct. So don't just go in wishing somebody failing because it's your country that you're wishing to fail if he fails. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's not my president. That's not my president. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, like, like you can't you can't wish well upon your person only and then wish harm upon the person that's not your person. That's not America. Yeah. Right. Like that's not not even America. That's just not human decency. Like as a human, no. you should wish to see every person do well. You should not want to see somebody fail. Especially if it's yeah. somewhere you live. So, yeah, so I, re- I, do, I really do think that I really do think that this this election, the 2016 election, COVID, I think that at the end of it all, there's going to be some kind of awakening that's going to happen. And maybe it's on a small scale and that's okay because that's still progress. But I think that we have to realize that while the leader can have a substantial effect on the masses, it shouldn't be the only thing that we let drive our decisions. Yeah. And it shouldn't be the only thing that we let drive our own opinions and our own ideologies, our own moral compass is this one individual. While that one individual can provide hope and unity and a sense of calmness and togetherness, and that's important, they shouldn't be the driving factor. And at the same token, when I say that, I still think that Biden is a better leader, will be a better leader than Trump in a sense that he holds empathy and he can speak to people and all of the people, not just a portion of the people. And he can speak in a way where he doesn't feel that he needs to to consistently berate and downgrade people that don't align with his with his policies or his, you know, political, religious whatever whatever ideologies and i think we need that right now yeah i think uh trump's the friend that you have to tell people ahead of time that they're an asshole so it's like (laughs) hey he's really a nice guy but sometimes he says some fucked up shit and see some people are not willing to accept that all the time we're like no don't bring your dickhead friend around me yeah you know it's just like and people it's like, I, I think I told you this. It was like, you know, that it's a meme. It's like, what about all the good things Hitler did? Yeah. You know, like people are like, well, Trump did this and da, 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 da. But like, if you have said so much stuff that's made so many people feel a certain way, it's hard for people to rally around you and support you if you're not in that yeah. base. And I'm sure it was even hard for people that are Trump supporters to constantly have to defend some of the shit he did and said, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people always say, like, it's just words, or, you know, whatever. Just, you know, forget about it. But not everybody can get past shit that's been said. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're in a position of power, you know, like, I think you're held to a different standard than the average person. So, 
Well, it's a very like fuck all y'all mentality. You're either you're either on or you're or you're off. You're yeah. either on my boat or you're off my boat. And if you're not on my boat, then fuck you. I'm not working for you. Yeah. And I'm not here to help you. I'm here to help the people that are are in my in my you know in my boat. Yeah. That's not what a president and a leader should be. It should be for everybody. Well, like I told you, like I've seen a lot of stuff from him that sounds like genuine, sincere. Like it's you know, it may be few and far between, but there is that person inside there. You know, and, and then maybe it's because that's what we're being fed because people don't like him. So we're going to see a lot more of the negative shit that he does put out there. But I mean, at the same token, he's still the one saying it. Rolls over there scrolling his Instagram, not, not engaging in the conversation. Typical. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) Does your butt still hurt? My back hurts. Well, go to your room. Why? You can leave. You're excused. Why would I leave? You're not paying. She just said you weren't paying attention. I was paying attention. Well, I was just calling him out. You can cut that out of the podcast. I just wanted to give him shit. I have something really um, awesome that I'd like to read that goes in line with what you, you guys quit scowling at each at other. Like that for? <laughs> it's the death stare. <laughs> I wish people could see. <laughs> I wish. I wish people could see this. Oh, what I'm God. seeing right now. When do you get the video going live? Uh, he, I, uh, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna work on it when I get back. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just have to give everyone an imagery. It's okay, roll. Man, Don't it's worry. a lot of, it's a lot of work to get the video going. Well, you know, I've never done it before, so it's like yeah. syncing it all up and yawn. And you know, <laughs> I, I have no help at all from your co, your co-host. I don't know, Roel. Tony got me this fancy mic. You're about to be replaced. I mean, I've lived a good life. (laughs) I've had a number one rated podcast on iTunes. (laughs) Oh, God. Now you're lying. I have 10,000 weekly subscribers. I'm coming. I'm coming in like the Robin on uh, Howard Stern. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to read this, um, and I got permission. So this is from a coworker of mine, Chris Chesbro. What's up, Chris? Um, he's actually in, from Nashville, uh, and he um, is a musician. He dabbles. He's a really great, great person. Um, I enjoy working with him. Um, but he posted this today, uh, quote um, by John McCain, our shared values define us more than our differences and acknowledging those shared values can see us through our challenges today if we have the wisdom to trust in them again. I'll read it again. Our shared values define us more than our differences and acknowledging those shared differences can see us through our challenges today if we have the wisdom to trust in them again. So underneath that, Chris wrote some of his own um, words here. I'm relieved and happy by a Biden win, but I understand a Trump loss is difficult for many fellow Americans today. My pledge to my community, my workplace, my family and friends is that I am committed to work with and listen to those who think differently than me and have a different point of view and strive 
to minimize our shared values for those Trump supporters who wouldn't condone the way Trump tore others down with his words, the way he showed little to no concern for truth or facts, and the way he seemed to hide away his any empathy he might have had for those who are different than him. America needs you now more than ever. Let's come together and bring decency, harmony, and love back to our nation. Who is this now? This is a friend of yours? It's a co yeah, it's a friend and coworker of mine. His name's Chris and he's um actually he's from Nashville, but him and his wife moved to Portland um a few years ago, I think. Um they've lived in other places um before they moved to Portland, but um he's a really great, really great person, really great human. Um but I thought that that was um that that was really profound. I think it's important for us who did vote blue to not necessarily a, um, a let's not look at every Trump voter as Trump himself. So not everybody um, like, but, like there are people keep saying that anybody that voted for Trump's a racist. Yeah. I, uh, well, I guess rapist, uh, rapist, a racist empathizer or you just condone it. Um, and I don't think that that's okay. Um, but I think, again, there are certain things that people are fearful of or they're religiously tied to, mm-hmm. and they're going to vote based on that. So someone may say, and I don't know anyone that has done this, but someone may say, I don't like Trump for X, Y, and Z, but I don't want this, so I'm voting for him because yeah. I know that he won't allow this. Uh, or he, yeah. his party will not... Let's say it's abortion, right? Mm-hmm. If you are if you are a hundred and ten percent against abortion, and that's the most important thing to you in life itself, you're gonna vote. You're gonna vote red. Yeah, you just are. Um, and again, that's why I say, like, why don't we have a conservative on the docket that says, "I'm not going to try and take away the rights for women to have abortion because that's not." what I'm focused on and that's what's not important for me as a man, a male candidate to tell a woman what to do with her body. You're saying why can't a conservative say that they are not anti-abortion? Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think, yeah, I don't think they would get the votes. Like, but that's what I'm saying. We have to get away from this. The red are this and the blue are this. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people, I guarantee you, that are probably just voting personally. Color. No, personally, the person running personally don't particularly agree with everything in their party, but but they have to. They'll play the say game. it to get the votes. Yeah, right? you know, because sure. it's like now they're talking about a lot of these Republicans are, you know, going with the whole fraud of the voting system and shit because they want to win re-election again. Yeah. Or they want to run in 2024 for a possible president spot. What you know? do you guys think about the fraud allegations of? I just want to know if these same people would be saying this if it was the opposite. I mean, you I didn't see so. the same thing happening when Hillary Clinton lost. Like, if it was really voter fraud, wouldn't they have done it that time around? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think th- I don't think that they would be saying it. If the if the tables were turned yeah. and the you know Trump had the lead, I also don't think that they would have been saying it if he would have said anything about it at all. Yeah, well, I think 
they say that you know they were kind of planting the seed in people's minds for weeks. About you know, to vote like fraud. Yeah, like they were like you know talking about that's why they were trying mm-hmm. to shut down the the post office and not fund them. You know, yeah. it was kind of just setting themselves up to have an excuse if they didn't win. Well, I think there's a valuable lesson to learn here about mail-in ballots and the way that some of the states did it. And I think that maybe this is a good step into allowing for electronic voting. Yeah, I mean. Let's make it easy on everybody, not just the voter, but the people that are in charge of, that are responsible for tallying those votes. I mean, there was one state, I don't remember which state it was, but one of my coworkers was telling me that they gave, so they sent everyone a mail-in ballot and gave them the option to do a mail-in vote. But if you didn't want to do a mail-in vote, you could still go to the polls on election day. Mm -hmm. However, they didn't track any of that. So they didn't like say, so what, what they had to do after all the votes came in, they got the mail-in ballots, they got the, you know, in-person votes. They had to decipher, okay, let's make sure that the person that voted in person didn't also send in a mail-in ballot. Well, why didn't you just say, if you choose not to do a mail-in ballot, you have to return your ballot at the time of registering at the poll or the time of check-in at the poll and we'll destroy it for you. And that's a great way to know that someone only voted once because you're destroying their mail-in ballot. Yeah. But yet they didn't do that. And so they spent all this time counting fucking votes and making sure that people didn't vote twice. Yeah. Well, I saw this guy and he was talking about how he did a mail-in ballot and I guess his signature didn't match or something like that. So they tried to contact him to tell him that he needed to come back in to do it. Uh-huh. But he wasn't available. And so they end up just destroying his ballot because uh-huh. he couldn't do it. But he was like, you know, I think it's good that they actually tried to contact me to let me know that mine was not being valid. Yeah. So if it was a fraudulent thing, you know, they would just would have taken it and, you know, passed it along. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you about the the electronic because they noticed a big uptick in voting with the mail-in ballots. So it's like people like an easier way of finding out how to yeah. do something. And oh, I think I think an, another reason why there's such a big deal of people voting now is because social media has made it easier because it's in your face every time you log into certain apps. Yeah, and it's like, here's the last day to register to vote in your state. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I think, I, I honestly, I believe that, like, Facebook and all of them have to get a little kudos because yeah. they did help a lot of people register. The internet does some good. Yeah. It, it educates people in a lot of ways. It's detrimental in many ways, which we've talked about. And it also creates great fucking memes and yeah. videos. <laughs> I mean, this is the biggest voter turnout ever in for history. both sides, you know, like in history. Yeah. So to huge. say that this is a fraud is to me, is just, it's kind of a, a sore loser mentality. It's it going to be something that like, they're going to have to deal with, like with the fraud, you know, he's going to go to court with it and all this shit. I don't so, think it'll go to court. These judges are shutting it down. They're well, like, I no. guess if it's just one state, yes. But if he loses in multiple states, which it seems like he possibly is, then he really doesn't have a case. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what I, you're saying. Like, they're going to say it's fraud in Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Yeah, but the ju- the judges are already 
pretty state are pretty much like no. And he even said himself before when COVID happened, when COVID started and and the talk of allowing mail in voting in all states started, he said, and I'm like I'm paraphrasing here, but he said if if we allow mail-in voting for all states, Republicans will never win win the win the seat again. <laughs> oh, okay, that's because you're allowing more people to vote that otherwise wouldn't be able to. Let's say, like I don't know, I'm just making some the mechanic who works at a mechanic shop and can't take off to go stand in the poll line all day long because we haven't made it a fucking national holiday. And when I take this back, when Tony asked us. Last time we were doing this, what holiday would you take away? I would take away President's Day. Let's take away President's Day and let's have a holiday for Election Day so people can not go to work and And go go to the voting booth if you're not going to let them do it mail-in or electronically. That's a good idea. I'm going to run for president. (laughs) First female president. No. No. No, I won't be. Harris will be the first female president because I'm sure Biden's not going to live long. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't say that in a mean way, but I mean, he's like almost 78, I think. Like 77. Holy shit. Yeah. How old is Trump? Seven. I think he's about the same age. I think they're, I think Trump's 74. Let me see. I know they're not far off in age. Huh. And just keep electing a bunch of old white men into office. That's right. Let's see. Trump was born in June 14th, 1946. So that makes him, yeah, he's 74. Hmm. Yeah, Biden's 77. Old, 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 old. You just should have got the drugs that Trump got. I know. I was reading up on that. I was. Yeah, it's a steroid, um, and we actually it's used in fertility treatment too. Yeah, and they said it's been around forever. Yeah, it's a very inexpensive drug, drug too. too. Yeah, like so Which they is, gave him like yeah a couple a day for like four days, and he was fucking good. I heard <laughs> they also used some experimental stuff on him too. Oh yeah. They probably yeah. did. Like they're probably trying to figure out the best uh, mixtures or whatever you know. Like, ah, uh, you yeah, you get this Trump, okay, and he took it, and then boom, he was good in like th- what, three days. Do you have any concern or worry about residual side effects? What do you mean? Oh, um, no. Later, I- later on down the road. I don't think so. No. Maybe maybe mis- maybe this cough, but everything else should be probably gone, long gone. I just no, I mean like long term. Oh, um no. So Michelle, um outside of uh quotes, what else is going on with you? Um, just life in general. Yeah. Um. Man, How was your birthday? It was really great. It was really good. My friends are fantastic. Um. We saw your I dance had, moves. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I have not lost my dance moves. They don't go anywhere. Um, no, yeah, my birthday was really good. It was nice. Um, it was relaxing. I got my fortune read. Uh, well, I went to, a, not my fortune. I went to a tarot reader. Mm-hmm. Just, we went to a shop and there was a tarot reader there. So I just kind of did that on a whim, which was good. What was the, um, what'd they say? Um, well, I just like, well, first they tell you like, based on your birthday, they tell you like what, um, like what your past season was in and what season is coming up for you. Um, and it's based on like your exact date of birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, you know, with a, with a terror reading, it's like, they're not reading, they don't, they're not telling the future. Yeah. Um, they're, they're reading your kind of like your current life or like they're, and they don't tell you anything you don't already know. Um, and so I, I have like the biggest crush on my physical therapist. <laughs> this is really mm. embarrassing. Hey. <laughs> and so I had to like ask for some advice on like how to ask, ask this person out without like, you know, crossing a boundary, like a, a crossing a, a patient provider professional boundary. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because um, my friends know about it. And so I talk to them about it all the time and all, my, like my very close friends here in Portland. Um, so it's Ruthie, Rory, Jen, Micah, Chris, and Tasha, <coughs> and they're all couples. So like, I'm always like, you know, the, the fifth or like the seventh will. And so they know about my crush with, with, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you dying? I drink water too fast. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the COVID? <coughs> I mean, drink some more water, bitch. <laughs> All right. Wow. You okay? <sighs> Don't you go dying on me now. <coughs> I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um, it's pneumonia. That could be too. I hope you don't get walking pneumonia. That's serious. I just drink the water too fast, y'all. <laughs> So you're usually the fifth or the third wheel or fifth wheel, you said? Yeah, I'm, us- I'm usually like the, yeah, I'm usually the third, the fifth or the seventh wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are like my closest people here in Portland. And then I have my friend Patty. He came up for a day. Um, he's he's a single guy, but um, they all know that I have like this crush on, on my physical therapist and my friend Ruthie and Rory, they are just the loveliest of people. And Ruthie got me these like, um, like Lampus stone earrings, which like bring you like good fortune and, you know, courage and like positive energy. And then like, she like cleansed them in the moon. And then she made me this like rose elixir. And she was like, so we made this rose elixir. She was like, shit got weird last night. We like did this seance prayer over this, you know, rose elixir that we made. She was like, so you have to like drink it right before you go into your next appointment so that you like, you know, have the, and wear the earrings so that you have the courage (laughs) to ask him out. Um, so that was really cute and sweet. And she bought me a bought me a book that I've been wanting to read, um, which was nice. And yeah, other than that, you know, work, gym. Well, not gym, but like workout classes and reading and home and Netflix and life's pretty boring these days. 
So when's your next appointment? Oh, I already asked him out. What happened? <laughs> well, he definitely like said, yes, absolutely. I would love to hang out with you. But, um, you know, there's, he was like, you know, there's. You got to go find a new physical therapist or something now? Yeah. <laughs> so until then, it's just, it's friends, you know, I think, I think I would have to, I would have to find a new provider. Um, it's a very hands-on um, treatment. I mean, it's a lot of body work and stuff, so I can understand he's a professional. He cares about his job. and Yeah. So I just was like, you know, I would be interested in hanging out with you um, outside of your place of work. I don't know if that's like crossing a boundary or like a breach um, for you, but, you know, he seemed interested, but also made it clear like that he cares about his profession and is not trying to to um screw that up which i appre- i appreciate and respect that yeah um but i kind of was just i kind of put the ball in his court to where like if he wants to hang out he has he has my contact info already so i don't know yeah we'll see that was just wednesday so. mm. new love i like it i don't know we'll see you know did you I'm find a new put, did you find a I'm new personal trainer during- well, it's a physical therapist, not I mean, a personal sorry, trainer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I got a, I got a bum, I got a bum shoulder. Um, well, I mean, I would like to find a new one, but I'm also not gonna find a new one if that doesn't go anywhere. You know. True. So, what if you guys end up hooking up, and then it didn't work out, and then you have to go find somebody that's not, not as, good as good as him. <clears throat> Well, I'm sure there's someone out there that's just as good as him. I mean, like, he definitely has been helping me. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I could find someone that's just as, as good as he is. And hmm. I think there's plenty of physical therapists out there. I wouldn't be concerned about that. The The biggest point is, is that I was vulnerable enough to do it, mm. which is a huge, a huge feat. I've, it's like they like, say, you don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Yes. You know. Yeah. But also you don't have, I don't have to say like the what if, because I put myself out there mm. I made it clear that I would like to hang out outside of our one hour sessions every other week. How did the crush start? He's touching on her. <laughs> no. no. I'm kidding. It's funny. It's funny that you say that because. I specifically like told my friends, I was like, you know, it's hard because a lot of times in my sessions, he is like doing body work on me. So he's like, you know, deep tissue stuff, like in my, my shoulder, my right arm, like under my armpit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to like, while I'm laying there and he's rubbing me down being like, so you want to hang out sometime? Yeah. Like, that's fucking creepy. And he's a very, very, very handsome man. Yeah. And I can imagine that I'm probably not the first patient to hit on him, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and he's smart and he's intelligent. He's charismatic. Like, so I didn't, I, I had to be like, I was like, I don't want to just like be lackadaisical about like how I do this. I want to be methodical about it. I don't want to make him uncomfortable either. Yeah. Um, because I do appreciate professional boundaries. Um, but at the same time, I also want to like, life is short, seize the day. You know, mm-hmm. like 
how do you know if you don't ask or yeah. how do you know if you don't take the leap? Roel, <laughs> what advice do you have for people today? Um, protect yourself. Because if you get the COVID. You did that on yours already. That was already released. So start again. But remember, folks, the mask doesn't protect you. The mask protects other people. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> um, what is my what? What is your advice for people today? Your advice. Uh, be. Listen to your neighbor. What? Uh, listen to your neighbor or, you know, like help okay. help your neighbor. Yep. Kind of thing. Um, it's like we talked about earlier this whole podcast pretty much. Just because they voted red doesn't make them a terrible person. And because you voted blue, I mean, at the end of the day, who cares? Hopefully Biden is going to make everything better for all of us. Him included, you know, and mm-hmm. so just. Be there for your friends because I have a lot of friends that are having meltdowns right now over this. And they're like, they, you know, they did all the Trump rally. I mean, the, the, what was it? The Trump, the car, the Trump thing. Oh, Trump Air train. Man? Trump train, you know, like he, he was like. That's the, what they called it? Trump train. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds kinky and gross. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so he's like, he's like posting all this stuff. And I was like, let it go, man. You acting as as if like like you and Trump are like best friends and you're gonna you're not gonna be able to go to the White House anymore and shit. Yeah, I saw a meme that was funny. It was like um Trump didn't win because you didn't put enough flags on your truck. You have no <laughs> one to blame but yourselves. You should have used more flags. Oh god. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you have oh. no one to blame but yourself. That's fucking great. So listen to your neighbor. I'm going to make that my Facebook post in a second. <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> What's your advice? Um, so I have, I have a little ditty. Nice. I'm not going to sing it because it's going to come out real bad. But think of your fellow man. Lend him a helping hand. Put a little love in your heart. And the world will be a better place for you and me. Just wait. You'll see. Put a little love in your Who heart. Who sings that song? It's, um, oh, if you wouldn't ask Put me. Put a little love. I told you. Put a little love in your heart. I think um, Dolly Parton did a rendition of it, but I don't think that she is. Jackie DeShannon. Hmm. Think of your fellow man. You know what? It, it reminds me of the movie um, Scrooged. Oh, yeah. The end. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Jackie DeShannon. Well, I don't know. It says here, too. Al Green has one. Put a little love in your heart. Annie Lennox. It sounds like a mannequin. Yeah, like start I love with that a starship movie. or something. Oh yeah, I love that movie, Mannequin. So this is Al Green and Annie Lennox. Put a 
Kind of sounds like Tina Turner, right? A little bit, yeah. There's actually a lot of renditions of this from multiple artists. Mm. I heard the baby does a version too. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's my advice for people. Put a little love in your heart. Yeah. What's your advice, Tony? All right. My advice for people would be during these times that are so uncertain, I think that most of us need to do stuff that makes us happy instead of waiting to other people to do stuff to make us happy. So you need to make your own happiness mm-hmm. because I just think that a lot of us sometimes just always just want somebody else to do something to bring us joy instead of finding our own joy. And we see that a lot now with, politics and shit like that. Like people want somebody else to do something to bring them some type of resolve instead of, you know, us getting out there and trying to figure out ways to make our lives better. You can't always expect somebody else to make your life better. You need to make your own life. You need to forge your own path. So Mm -hmm. I think that's my thing. Just do stuff to not only to help people, but also to help yourself. Cause like they say, you can't keep filling from somebody else's bucket and not taking care of your own bucket. Mm-hmm. So it's very true. When you feel good, you do good. Yeah. So it's like, true. you know, like, like Tori Hudat said that Daniel and Nathan said that today. It's just like, you know, you have to look out for number one because at the end of the day, that's who that's all we really have. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't help anybody else out unless you're helping yourself. And I think some of us alone, you leave this world alone. Yeah. I think some of us, uh, lose sight of, of, of how important we are. You know, we always want to please other people and not please ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's even like with fitness and stuff like that. It's like, you know, we have this one body and we abuse it for the most part. We don't appreciate until it's taken away from us. Mm -hmm. So start appreciating yourself. That's my thing. I like it. Deep. And learn how to give compliments to your friends, you know? Like if your friend, somebody asks you, what do you like about your friend? You know, you shouldn't have to be like, oh, well, I don't know. You know, you should be able to rile off a couple of things to them and, you know, make them feel special once in a while. You're a swell dude. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Raul's butthole hurts, you know? So we're going to let him is go. COVID, is COVID giving you the diarrheas? Uh, it did. Yeah. Yeah. You need a donut? No, I just need a fucking chair with the back. This is like unbearable. He's been atrophied so long because he's been laying in his bed. He's, he doesn't know how to sit up straight. Do you have bed sores? No. I was like, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh, oh God. Well, this was good. I like it. I have to do a lot of cutting. Um, sure. And um, we'll do it again when I get back. Maybe I'll have yeah. some stories, and that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe I, I won't. I'll, hopefully, I, I won't have malaria. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Or typhoid. Well, I got the typhoid shot, so hopefully, I shouldn't get that. But you didn't get yellow fever, right? So no, because they said, that. yeah, they said I didn't have to get that because I'm not going to Kenya. Okay. But um. Uh. Hopefully I don't get eaten by a lion because we're staying out on the fucking safari. 
on the fucking. Well, I would imagine you're where you're staying is probably elevated, right? I don't know. The pic- I'll have to send you the pictures of the place we're staying. I'll send that when I get done with this. Yeah, is but. it like is it like a? I mean, are you? Send, is it a hut? A yurt? It looks like a fucking tent, but it's like a nice tent. But we're staying at like a couple of different places. I think we're staying at like five different places because we're going to like okay. five different cities. But I know uh, a lot of a lot of the places in um, in Africa they they're elevated off the ground to keep you from like having to worry about. You know, lions, lions and, and stuff. Shit. Yeah. Because I know one of the things where we're staying, you can like over overlooking the where you you go into the pool and it overlooks like the, the elephants drinking water and shit. Oh, cool. That's Are really you going to cool. ride an elephant? No, 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 no. You could do that probably like in maybe uh, Thailand and shit, but these are, you know, straight up wild. That's true. Wild yeah. shit. Elephants are the best. That's my goal. Though. I want to go to Thailand too. Cause I got a buddy who lives mm-hmm. over there most of the year. And he's been trying to get me to go there for years. And I finally got my passport a couple of years ago. So now I try to, I'm going to try to go somewhere out of the country every year. So I think that's a really, I think that's a really good goal. Yeah. And if you think about it, like what you're going to pay to go somewhere is sometimes what you pay a little bit more or about the same to fly mm-hmm. domestically. I know. Yeah, there's people. I'm like, come to come to Oregon. They're like, oh, I want, or they'll, you know, I want to come to Oregon, but they like they go to Florida every year, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you could just spend a little bit more money and a little bit more time, come out here and have a totally different experience, and do things that you've never done before besides going and sitting on a white sand beach. Yeah, because like when I went to Portland. Um, no disrespect to people that go to Florida. Yeah. But when I went Just out saying. there, I wish I would have went for a week instead of like the weekend. Yeah. Because you know? like I said, traveling takes up so much of the time. It does. And for, I don't remember, I think maybe my ticket was like 400 bucks or something. But I went to, I went to Spain last year for $600 round trip. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. For $200 more, I might as well mm-hmm. just go out of the country and see some other shit. Yeah. True. So. I think that's a really good goal to plan a out of country trip once a year. That's it's great. I mean, there's a lot of places we can go. So it's mm-hmm. and even my goal here is to see every state. I think I've been yeah. to like twenty six. So yeah. I got a I got a bit to go, but just do a road trip. Yeah. And, you know, I did that um I did that some years ago. My friend Chris did it with me when I came back for Ariel's wedding. And we had a blast when we just took like two and a half weeks, you know, round trip there and back. Yeah. And we just like, I, well, I like, I planned the ma- the route out, but he was just like, yeah, I'm down for the ride. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun and you get to see so much of the things you wouldn't see if you're just flying to like a big city. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. to see in this country alone. So mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, now they now they have apps like um, road trip apps where you can find like hidden gems all throughout the United States, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing too is just try to do try to see and do more because I think when you travel, it makes you it opens your mind to a lot of things that we should we take for granted here. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of shit that you know, like Spain for example. Like when I went over there, like. They don't really believe in air conditioning and ice and stuff like that. And it's just like, fuck, man, I missed that, you know? Yeah. So. 
I think uh, it's I think it's Italians. I think they don't have AC either. They think it causes cancer. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because every cab I got in in fucking Spain was hot as fuck. And that was yeah. even in the summertime. Like, I went in the spring. I can only yeah. imagine what it's like in the summertime there. Probably miserable. But, you know, like I said, I think the thing is just, just, just try to do more, you know? See some shit. But we're going to go let Raul rest his butthole. And... Um, <laughs> Love you lots. Bye. Bye.